Good morning and welcome to Coffee on the Hill, a morning devotional with Pastor Todd. Grab a cup and your Bible and let's spend a few minutes together. Genesis 18, 13. The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child now that I am old? Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? At this set time I will return to you in due season, and Sarah shall have a son. In chapter 21, verse 2. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken to him. Good Wednesday morning. The schedule in the summer is sometimes a bit uh, hectic, and and so my apologies for the intermittent um, offerings here at Coffee on the Hill, and um, and so hopefully can be maybe a bit more consistent um, toward the beginning of school. There'll be some seasons where we'll be away and, and such. So know that uh, everything is fine. It's just kind of a normal uh, break from time to time in the summer months. At Snow Hill, we are working our way. In fact, we began Sunday working our way through Revelation. And so uh, while I will continue to give some devotional thoughts uh, about the Scriptures uh, in the Revised Common Lectionary, according to the church calendar, I may from time to time throw in a reflection on an upcoming passage or chapter that we're looking at in the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so um, just uh, that's kind of an FYI. If you want to uh, listen to any of those, um, you will find them on the Snow Hill website under sermons. And again, we began this past Sunday with uh, really with chapter one, but but really bookends as sort of an introduction uh, using Romans one and I mean excuse me Revelation one and Revelation twenty two. I've been reading a bit in Romans. It's also one of our readings for this week, so that was the slip. Here, here I think it's just worth noting we have been in vacation Bible school. Another another uh, uh, important moment for us, and, and we've been talking with the children about, um, well, this theme is, is uh, Jesus changes everything. And, and so if that's the case, we talk to them about Jesus. And, and um, what we're doing is telling them stories. I know, I know, we ought to be always talking about Jesus. That, that, that is not what I mean. I, I mean to say that when we are going to say that Jesus changes everything, then we ought to make a point to look at the Scriptures and see uh, those whose lives were changed by Jesus and what that implies and means that, for instance, God in Jesus is with us, God in Jesus takes care of us, God in Jesus forgives us, and on we could go. So we've been uh, really looking at um, the Apostle Peter and some of the instances in his lives that remind us uh, of the ways in which God is at work in the world to demonstrate his love toward us and what that entails and uh, and so that's that's what we've been uh, what we've been up to what we've been doing, but here I thought it might be worthwhile in the middle of the week since this may be 
the only offering I have this week for you, to just remind that um, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? We live in an ever-increasing cynical age. In fact, if we let um, media outlets and popular figures uh, hold sway, uh, we have to um, admit that we are often led to believe that everything is so, so horrible. Uh, now, listen, this isn't Pollyannish. There are things that are going on that are not really helpful to the flourishing of human beings all around the world, not just maybe in our, our own uh, neck of the woods, whether it's on a local level or whether we're talking about our country. But that really is the point. The point is, is in the circumstances surrounding Abraham and Sarah's ability to have children, it, it was what had has to this point preempted the fulfillment of the promise God made all the way back in uh, Genesis 12. I'll make you the father of many nations. So through you, all the world would be blessed. If that is the case, and that is the expectation, and that is the call, then it, it seems that six chapters passing and a number of instances have done to Abraham and Sarah what would have been done to us, and that is we would have given up. In fact, Abraham and Sarah, remember, gave up to the point at which they decided to um, do it their own way, and uh, Hagar was offered to Abram as a surrogate where God, whereby God might keep his promise. That wasn't God's intent, and so here we have a visitation from the Lord in the form of these uh, guests who've come, and they come uh, bearing news that the promise that God made will be fulfilled. That really is um, an ongoing thematic um, thread in the narrative arc of Scripture. God makes a promise. We are impatient. We have a fear of missing out that maybe somehow we missed it, so we intervene, try to do something to achieve that on our own. It makes a mess of things, and God comes in and keeps God's own promise, and we realize, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? We we want to control time, and then we want to control events. And that is really a way of saying that, that we are not satisfied with being human. We prefer to be God. And here, in this particular case, um, it's just a reminder. Is anything too wonderful for the Lord? It may not come when you want, how you want, um, in the manner you want. Um, and yet, God is bringing about the best in time, through time, for us. And Isaac becomes a sign of the promise that God had made to Abram back in chapter 12. But if we are keeping score, Abram doesn't become the father of many nations in his lifetime. Uh, he is traced back to, but really, uh, that is a, a, an event that takes place over the course of a longer arc in history. So it's ironic that sometimes we uh, get impatient about a particular aspect of the promise and uh, forget that when we read the story, that promise took a long, long time to realize. And, uh, and so uh, maybe we would exercise some patience and some trust. We Patience isn't really our virtue. It's not our uh, uh, normal givenness. But here, here are people who 
uh, got to the place at which they were fairly certain, you and I would be certain they could not have children at their age, and yet is anything too wonderful for the Lord. So maybe something's going on in your life. Maybe there's some promise that you have sensed. Maybe there is just this, uh, um, this experience where you have appealed to God and things haven't worked out uh, as quickly or as you had hoped. And the, the question then becomes, is God faithful? Well, is God faithful to God's promise or is God faithful to what you want God to do? There is a difference. There, there is a big difference. And as I like to say to some who want to hold God accountable to what we want, God's not a genie in the bottle. That is, a, um, that is you know, what we want. And, um, and so what we tend to want to do is try to find ways to control aspects of our lives that, that we can't. Uh, and yet when it comes to belief and what we're going to do, we want to control those. And when God doesn't meet our expectations... Well, it's God's fault. It's, of course, never our misplaced expectations. Sarcasm is uh, my uh, one of my love languages, so hopefully you pick that up. I really do mean to say that we should be patient and that God, God is for us and there is nothing too wonderful for the Lord even when we think time has run out. Lord, Lord God, help us today. We do have vision problems, despite the fact that we can go get them worked on and maybe no longer need bifocals. We might can see better for a spell. We do know that over time that even a surgical repair is not going to hold up with age. So God, in our fast-paced, always-on, needing-it-right-now way of living, remind us that that the work of your spirit is sometimes more slow, like a slow cooker. A promise is made, and in order to see its beauty unfold, you don't microwave it, you slow cook it. Folks might not like that imagery, God. It may be certainly uh, broken down by the time we get to the end of the analogy, but God, we do need patience waiting on your promise to be fulfilled. And we look forward to that day where the fulfillment of the promise you have made that came to us in Jesus will find its ultimate realities in the kingdom where everything is made right, all is just, and everything is rectified. So remind us of that hope that you've given us in the promise of Jesus, we pray. I want to thank you for taking your time with me here at Coffee on the Hill, a morning devotional with Pastor Todd. And until next time, and remember, it might be a little bit longer until next time. 